0: Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we, oh, we actually, there Actually, yes. Ooh, it's the end of the world? Th- no. It's time for a season in review.
1: Oh, okay. Ava Tatsu! Onida! It's over
2: 9,000! Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi Radio.
0: Konnichiwa, and welcome to another episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we look into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me is my co-host, also Kyle.
1: Hey, I'm also
0: Kyle. Hey, how are you doing, Kenny?
1: I'm doing okay. No, no, I'm Kyle. See? Konnichiwa, and welcome to another no, episode no. of Kawaii um, Fire Radio. As
0: you can probably hear, we are once again a shorter member. We are dealers. We are dealers. Um, yeah. Dee will be back next episode. She's moving house this weekend, so um, we've given her, obviously, the weekend off to pack everything up and figure out how to fit all of her belongings. Into her secret underground lair. Yes,
1: yeah, it's sort of kind of real estate we're all looking into these days in these uh in these uncertain times.
0: Yeah, you need something with you know uh, biohazard field, or radar, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I, I don't know what you need in a bunker anymore. You you have lots sh- of beans. You
1: haven't gone bunker shopping. No, I haven't gone bunker shopping. Oh, you, you're missing out. It's, it's missing a out great field. <laughs> like. You know, lots of research to do.
0: Well, this has absolutely nothing to do with bunkers, but it has got something to do that you could watch in your bunker, and that's Brand New Animal, which is finally landing on Netflix on June 30th. That's this week. It's only a couple of days away. And nice the segment. hype, the hype. It's, uh, it's a Studio Trigger thing. It's, yeah.
1: it's Studio Trigger doing uh, Beastars. Yeah, and isn't that what we all want, really?
0: Yeah, let's be honest, it is kind of what we want. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard about um, Brand New Animal, it's an original project from Studio Trigger that they've been working on for a couple of years. Um, it's essentially a story about people who get turned into sort of hybrid animal humans. Um, and there's a whole story involving um, the main girl and the wolf. And that's all we know at this point because it doesn't land until June thirty, it's, But they did have that quick preview showing that we caught. It's
1: very, very utopia, but with mm. a little bit of shounen- anime sprinkled upon.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely for everything we've seen. But that lands on June 30th, worldwide on Netflix. Um, It has been out in Japan. It's been airing six episodes at a time. Well, airing. It's been landing on Japanese Netflix six episodes at a time as part of this season. So, there are 12 episodes landing on June 30th for The International. I believe that'll probably be on the US time. So, uh, for others, that might be July 1. Mm -hmm. Um, But, this season has... uh, come and gone fairly rapidly... Though and not not as rapidly as I thought, apparently, because I was saying like two episodes ago for us to do the season in review and you guys are like, no, Kyle, we've got another month.
1: There was a bit of confusion, but I honestly blame the Rona for that.
0: Yep, yep, that's definitely fair. Um, But we figured just before we do get into talking about what we have been watching and our favourite ones from this season, um, we talk about the few that kind of we just ended up didn't end up watching and the ones that we've been forced not to watch. And we'll explain that in a moment. Yeah, the ones
1: that kind of fell by the wayside or the ones that we just took a look at and threw it no. Nah. That's just
0: not for me. Um, and I, I think uh, many will agree that um, Shibato, President, It's Time for Battle, that was dropped after, I think, three episodes for each of us. We um, gave it the 3 episodes. We gave it the three-episode try.
1: its premise sounded...
0: It, well, look, it sounds interesting to have a story where the president of an adventurer's organisation organises people to go out. But that's completely destroyed if the president then goes and joins them. Yeah, it that's, kind of is. It that's kind, kind of... of the same as just like we built a guild and we went out and did things, which is 50% of all isekai anime.
1: We've seen that before. Mm. We've seen that this season.
0: Yeah. Um, also, Glipner. Now, um, I, I think I was the only one who ended up really sticking with this. I watched about eight episodes and I just I, I haven't got around to watching the end. I'm not really rushed to go watch the end. I think I just kind of got bored of it. Pretty much,
1: yeah. It's felt like it was promising in the first few minutes. It was like, you know, introduce these uh, flawed human characters and like something dark happening in the background. Mm. And then it kind of turned very, very cartoony and a little uncomfortable. Yeah, A lot
0: uncomfortable. A, a lot a lot uncomfortable um especially with the treatment of some of the young girls in the series. Yes. Um and you know especially at times like these that's not something you want to be seeing on TV. Uh, um no. I mean you know not everyone will agree but per- personally it's not something I want to be watching. I want something with a bit more depth if you're relying on that level of fan service for me it's it's not going to draw me in.
1: This is going to be one of those whole action packed uh, shonen things that mm-hmm. if it's your thing it's your thing and no oh, one yeah. can ever take that away from you. It's just not my thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Bungo Stray Alchemist. Now, Uh, we thought this was going to be really good. Because its premise sounds
1: incredible.
0: Yeah, it's essentially about writers going into their books and being involved in sort of, I guess, almost destroying uh, a a, negative influence on the story. A negative influence on the story. Um, Imagine there's a bad editor who's able to edit books. That have already been published, and everyone will see the same version. And, and the writer has
1: to go in and stop it from inside the story. Like mm. that sounds kind it of sounds magnificent, yeah. And considering it was hinted that they'd be doing stuff from the works of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, one of yeah. my favourite novelists, it's just like oh, I think
0: Stephen King as well. Many big names were uh, like you know of writers were attached to this, and
1: not just uh, English ones. We're talking Japanese writers, we're mm-hmm. talking European writers, American with like. There was going to be a lot. I would have loved to see an episode with Mark Twain fighting oh, off shadow demons. I know, it'd be amazing. But... But the
0: execution
1: was just kind of off. And it's because, I think, it is it is because of its heritage as a mobile game. Yeah. Um, I think, that definitely
0: um, played a lot into that, I believe. Which, yeah, you know, was the same as President. It's Time for Battle. It was based on a mobile game, kind of. Didn't really hit the mark.
1: We can judge a few anime by that, I think, but not all. Oh, oh
0: well, definitely not all, because there was one this season that we almost missed because it was based on a mobile game, and we later discovered it was absolutely hilarious. Mm, we'll get to that mm. shortly. And the fourth one we dropped was Tamayomi, <laughs> now,
1: which we uh, talked about um, yeah, last
0: week, last la- last episode, yeah, um, with um, D, because D was like, "Yeah, girls playing baseball, you know, having a real good story and all that." The art for it, the cover art, the background art, it looked amazing. Man, even the episode artwork that they've released to say this is what happens in the episode looks great. And
1: it's, then it becomes an inconsistent kind of... It's a bit of a mess. A bit of a mess.
0: Like the, the characters' proportions are not right in some angles. Um, you know, like they'll be looking at them front on and they look normal, but one girl's arm would be like so ridiculously thin. And then from another angle, the arm would be fine, but the body proportions would be off and... Yeah, then they'd randomly use CG for no reason. A lot of
1: random details just together. It's like one or two of these things do not sink a ship. A lot of holes do.
0: Mm. And that that was kind of the problem because they, they kept being more and more, especially visual, mm. issues that made it really hard to watch because you, you'd get sucked into that moment. You'd be interested in the conversation they're having. And then they changed the angle they're showing it and it just didn't feel right because they've changed the animation style somehow or they use that weird sort of like... You know how on some of those idle animes we get that sort of uncanny valley CG? They use that for them playing catch. I mean, that's like... Yeah,
1: in the idle one... 16 frames. In the idle one, it kind of has its place. It's during the whole performance scene. It's meant to look kind of like removed yeah interesting different from uh, the norm as
0: we've mentioned in the past about idol anime being you know idol culture being you know idols are 2.5d they're not a 2d person they're not a 3d person they're somewhere in between they're somewhere in between that's and a the lot idea of the uh, fan base yeah. yeah that's
1: sort of like the, yeah that's what the fan base have said and it seems a lot of the anime dealing with idols have embraced that and mm. to its own effect yeah to its like to the benefit of that genre but as far as like including it just for that random bit of baseball... It's...
0: Yeah, because it's just that one moment where they're throwing the ball. It makes no sense.
1: We are dwelling on this for a while, yeah.
0: but it just... It just really... It, it Watch it. It's in episode two. You can't miss it. It's or in don't. like the first five minutes. Um, but these are the ones we've been forced to drop because 2020 forced us to drop them. Um, a run Ranman... Mm-hmm. Millionaire, Detective Balance Unlimited, and Diary of Our Days at the Breakwater. Now, the good news is all three of these are coming back as part of the new season, which starts up next week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, bad news being we've had to wait an extra three months to watch them. Um, There's also, obviously, um the sequel series that were meant to be airing this season as well, which are coming back, but we'll get into that when we do the season preview next episode.
1: I feel like considering the effects of 2020 and all of the disasters therein, this season was going to be much, much smaller. So the Mm. fact that we are getting a few of the ones that were delayed from last season Mm -hmm. will pad things out and make things feel more complete.
0: And, I mean, there's also ones which, because they've been delayed, are continuing into next season. Exactly. um, Railgun in particular, that's, uh, I think, only gotten up to about 16 episodes at this and It's going to have a full 25 run. It's going to go for three cores at this rate. So go figure. But, well... We do need to talk about what this episode is. As we said, it's season in review time, and with everything that's been dropped or rearranged, you'd think we'd be kind of out of luck on that front. <laughs> but there have been a solid amount of good shows this season. We've picked out ten um, to chat about this episode, because if we did everything, we would run out of time. Um, and hey, if you are enjoying the, what you're hearing so far, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you on board for the next few episodes. But it's time for the anime news. Making headlines. Really? Awesome. Sort of. Anime news. What's new? Well, it is time to have a look at what's been going on. And as always, there's always something to talk about at the moment in the world of anime because of delays and so on. But uh-huh. let's start off on a much brighter note. And that's the first look at Studio Ghibli's first ever full CG film. Ooh,
1: and I've seen the uh, screenshots. Of this. this looks like it's like mm. Ghibli-esque animation characters, but in sort of like Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. It
1: has that sort of like full-bodied, very, very realistic kind of animation, but for cartoonish yeah. characters.
0: so if you haven't heard of it, this is called Earwig and the Witch. It's their first ever full CG production at Studio Ghibli, and Goro Miyazaki is directing the movie as the studio's first full feature. Yes, I
1: believe uh, Hayao Miyazaki, his father, is working on yeah. his um, very long time <laughs> coming project. So. Oh yeah,
0: How Do You Live um, is what it's called, but mm-hmm. um uh, Miyazaki is also credited for this movie's planning and development, so clearly he did take some time out for it. Oh, good. Um, but this 82 minute feature will have its TV premiere on NHK General Channel um, through Japanese Winter. So that'll be uh, sometime after November. Um, We'll know a bit more about that, but it's actually adapting um content from someone we've heard from before. Oh. Yeah. So it's adapting Diane Wynne Jones's novel of hey. the same name from twenty eleven.
1: I know that name. You'll
0: know Jones because she wrote the book Howls Moving Castle. Ooh. So hopefully we'll be getting something very similar in scope, in feel.
1: I love this kind of idea of uh, you know, a director or a studio working on not just one beautiful story from your childhood, but like if there's a series, yeah. I kind of want someone to adapt the Discworld books.
0: Oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't I it?
1: Imagine anime mm.
0: Discworld. Oh, <laughs> I'm just imagining how good that travelling suitcase would look in animation. Oh, it would be terrifying. Be terrifying. Um, now we also do want to talk about uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, I would love to talk. I'd love to talk about that, but we're not day. talking about the game. Mm. Cyberpunk 2077 is getting an anime by. Studio Trigger. Yes. Yep. So this is a Netflix original anime. It's called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah. Hi, 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 it's hi, planned hi, to land hi, on hi, in twenty twenty two and it is being created by Studio Trigger, as I said. There is a lot of hype hi, hi, hi,
1: hi, 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 hi.
0: about this, as you can hear from Kenny over there. Um they are putting some of their biggest names on this production, including uh, director Imiyashi Hiroki. He did Gurren oh. Lagan and Kill the Kill. So
1: these are there's there is a lot here to unpack. I mean, I mm. reserved
0: my copy for
1: uh, Cyberpunk 2017 with the game way back when mm. it was going to be released in... It was going to be released in April. I, no, ordered... I think
0: I went in sometime last year. Yeah. Sometime last sometime year. Sometime
1: last year and put some money down for it. And then they're like, sorry, we're delaying it until the end of 2020.
0: <gasps> well, yeah. And then it, w- well, it was... Oh, we're delaying it till August and then September and now November. <laughs> I, I understand
1: delays, you can't rush art, and frankly...
0: I'm glad they're delaying it, as opposed to rushing it out like we see with uh, certain other big game companies. And
1: the fact that I will be playing this game and then watching an anime by Studio Trigger Mm. for... uh, Promare, like the insanity the colours, it's kind of perfect for a cyberpunk genre, if you think about
0: it It really is, and here's the thing, this is a 10 episode series, it's completely self-contained and it will tell a standalone story about a street kid trying to survive in Night City, and he chooses to stay alive by becoming an edge-runner a mercenary outlaw, a cyberpunk If you will, Mm. Um, it it looks great. Like we've only got the initial uh, bit of information shown on it, but
1: yeah, no no imagery just yet. mm. We can't really.
0: Well, we've got the one image of what looks like the character they're going to use with his back to the screen, but it's like that could just be like a slightly modified version of the main character from Cyberpunk. And it's like,
1: I've been hurt by a lot of games and movies and shows in the past, like with high expectations leading to a dismal reward but oh I want to have my hopes up for this I want this to be amazing
0: yeah and I think it will be now, let's get stuck into the Rona news because the latest Corona update is here. Um, first, to the delays, not very many this time. So, the upcoming anime adaptation of mystery novel series Ikebukuro Westgate Park has been pushed back from July to October. Hmm. The light novel anime adaptation Mushoku Tensai, Jobless Reincarnation, has also announced it's been delayed to 2021. Um, we will have to wait for then for Truck-kun. He's in hot pursuit. He's ready for it. Um, yes, the main <laughs> character does die by truck and is ready reincarnated. Um, It's
1: it's the only way to get to a magical world. It's a high delivery service. Yeah, yeah, nobody endorses that. (laughs) Um, uh,
0: Log Horizon's long-awaited third season has also been delayed until January 2021. That was from October. And the second season of Baseball Anime Major Second is also heading on hiatus and won't return until July 11th. Now, we've also got to head up and talk about cinemas because there's an upcoming Fate film. There's there's a Fate Stay Night film and a Fate Grand Order film, essentially, that were meant to launch uh, this month.
1: Fate Grand Order Guardians of the uh, Scented Market Pie?
0: You're close enough. Um, this Fate film has been pushed back. Fate Grand Order The Movie Divine Realm of the Round Table Camelot. I'm not joking. Um, that will no longer be longer by the year. Yeah, this will no longer be hitting cinemas on August fifteenth. And the reincarnated spider series that I am oh so hyped about, So I'm a spider, so what, has revealed it won't be heading to our screens until January twenty twenty one, which is a shame because that was meant to be um, airing at some point this year. They never specified, but it was kind of implied it was going to be uh, April-ish.
1: We heard about that one ages ago. It's been in
0: it's been work for years. Um, but there is some good news because it's been announced it's going to run for two, two cores or six months, so that's 25 yeah. episodes. So it's not going to just be, you know, a quick, Lovely. you know, done and dusted sort of thing. Um, now, here's everything that is on its way back. So season five of Food Wars restarts on July 3rd. Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited begins its re airing streak from July 16th. No Guns Life's Second Core, that will air from July 9th. And Shonen series Black Cover returns to the screen with episode 133 on July 7th. That's after two months off air. So, for a long, you know, a standardized like Shonen One Piece style, yeah. um, you know, Naruto style show, which is meant to be doing something every week, to be off air for that's essentially eight episodes is quite a big deal. This gives so someone a chance it, to catch up. It does. Sure. Um, in cinemas, the upcoming Pokemon film, the 23rd in the franchise, Uh, will now head to cinemas in Japan's Winter, that was originally slated for July and the third, Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel film, will now head to (laughs) cinemas on August 15 So, let's head to the other headlines from this week So, two more of this year's Anime's Expos are heading online due to the coronavirus. Washington's Otakon will stream this year's event on YouTube on August 1st, with the Virtual Con running for a single day with interviews, panels, workshops and events. The event was originally meant to run from July 31st to August 2nd in Washington DC, but its venue is currently being used as a field hospital. In a similar move, Crunchyroll have announced an online event to replace this year's cancelled expo, which will take place on September 4th to 6th. The three-day event will feature guest panels, interactive events, and special announcements for more information to be revealed in July. Funimation have added several new English subbed anime to its platform this past fortnight from Anaplex of America's backlog. Nisekoi has landed online only on the US and Canada sites with Orimo, Blend S, Star Driver, Mushishi, Samurai Flamenco, Gunslinger Stratos, and Classroom Crisis streaming also in the UK and Ireland along with the US and Canada. In anime series news, manga Tokyo Revengers is getting a anime adaptation in 2021. The story follows Takemichi Hanagaki, who is at the height of his rock-bottom life, and he suddenly time leaps 12 years back to his middle school days. He's given the chance to save his old girlfriend's life, but to do so, he must aim for the top of Kanto's most sinister delinquent gang. The manga won the Shonen category in the 44th Kodansha Manga Awards this year. And this season's Otome Game Isekai series, My Next Life as a Villainess All Roots Lead to Doom, is receiving a second season next year. The announcement was made as part of the series' twelfth episode, and was later confirmed by the series' manga and light novel artist, with some artwork confirming a 2021 release. Heading over to the bookshelves, and several manga have announced their ends are in sight this week. The Promised Netherland released its final chapter last week, with both Variety and Deadline reporting Amazon is now developing an English-language live-action series for the franchise. TZ Master Takagi creator Yamamoto Sachiri is bringing another of his manga series to an end, with Kaiju no Takage, the Monster Lizard, ending its run on July 10. The magical senpai manga also coming to an end with its eighth volume, but the creator Azu has assured the readers that the story was not cancelled and the finale will continue with its comedic style. Bit more onto the bigger books, the novel series for The Irregular at Magic High School is also coming to end after 12 years, with its 32nd and final volume shipping in September. The franchise has an upcoming second season out in October, with a film released back in 2017. And toilet humour manga Isekai no Toilet de dio no Sakura a.k.a. taking a dump in a fantasy world toilet, will be ending its run in August with a double chapter to finish the series. That's a number two, if you get the pun there. Um, The manga centres on a boy who is transported to a fantasy world and while adventuring with his party members in a certain dungeon, he suddenly needs to go to the bathroom and is directed by his party members to a supposed Toilet of the Gods. And that's your anime news for the week ending June 28, 2020. radio. Why do we watch that?
2: Definitely in my top five.
0: Season
2: in Review.
1: faith Grand Order of the Protector of the Toilet of the Gods.
0: <laughs> That's never getting old, is it? No, no it, isn't. it really isn't. So it is Season in Review time. And as always, there will be some music to accompany this episode from uh, some of our favourite cover artists on the internet.
1: Oh, we are so getting taken down Oh, we're so
0: getting taken down. Romy's too good at this by now. It's, it's just become a bit of a joke. Um, How but does he escape it? He does doesn't. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't? No, none of his stuff has ads on it last time I checked. I think he's um, supported by Patreon and through his record label for his original stuff, so go oh, figure. Oh, man,
1: at least he's actually, you know, getting something We, we
0: will get Romy on one day for an interview chat with us as well. He's an amazing artist. He lives in California, I believe, and mm-hmm. does covers of anime songs, video game songs, and does, he just nails it.
1: Uh, we'll, uh, we'll obviously put links to all the music down in the description. Mm-hmm, as always. And, oh my God, you guys have got to check out
0: his stuff. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, but look, let's start off with um, something we weren't too sure if we were going to like, and that was The Eighth Son. Are You Kidding Me? Mm-hmm. Now, if you've not heard of this um, one from this season, it's um, it's got a pretty interesting synopsis to it.
1: Uh, yes. So this is about Ishingoya Shingo. I'm
0: mm. sorry, I've butchered that name terribly. <laughs> Ichinomiya Shingo. Thank you. I, but he's not even called that in the. You hear that once in the episode. I believe so. in In this yeah. in the entire series. In the t- entire series.
1: So uh, he's a twenty five year old company man. He uh, falls asleep while eating dinner one night, mm-hmm. as you do, and he wakes up as a young child in a Germanic fantasy setting,
0: and has a steak in front of him. Yes, he has mm-hmm. a delicious, delicious steak.
1: Steak. Uh, he soon learns that uh, the boy that he's been reincarnated as is the youngest child of a poor, noble family living in the back country, way out in the boonies. Mm. Um, he has no administrative skills. He can't do really much, anything to manage the land. But he actually has some magical potential.
0: Mm. Which apparently is rather rare in that world. So mm-hmm. So he
1: gets uh, trained by a mysterious master. He, uh... Mm. Basically sets out to become an adventurer in these lands.
0: and because he obviously if he has magic, he doesn't want to cause problems for the house, so he decides to hide it until he goes to adventure school.: Yeah
1: they uh, take, uh, they take great pains into sort of describing the sort of the uh, political kind of dealings mm. of nobles in this setting and a bit of how sort of like the internal politics works which I appreciate, mm-hmm. but I think they did that and sacrificed character development yeah. kind of a lot. See, I
0: didn't think I was going to like this because of Isekai fatigue. Mm. Um, it was surprisingly well done, but as you said, they did cut corners, and that kind of... it. Let's be honest, it doesn't have a rewatch value.
1: Mm. I mean, I love something for its world building. I love it when it can actually create a setting mm. where... If I'm sort of dropped into an episode, I know exactly what's going on. I know kind of like where I stand. And this is great at building that setting about telling you about the country and how it all mm. works. But I don't care about any of the people I'm following. No. And their relationships well, are very, very ham-fisted.
0: Well, I mean, Wendellin's character could be a lot more proactive in his decision making. I mean, yeah, he, he's more interested in eating, it yes, seems, than um, anything else.
1: The only times he ever seems to actually have agency as far as the story goes, other than... He's being railroaded everywhere by either the king or the nobles or mm. his teachers. Uh, the only time he seems to have agency is when he introduces miso to the world or... Uh, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Uh, essentially, he's the
0: condiment king.
1: Yeah. He, <laughs> these are the, his small inventions, his additions to the world. Um, take Buxikai, descendants uh, yeah. of a Bookworm. That has a very kind of natural progression of her adding things. It seems mm. to have purpose. And the character development is still there. You yeah. really feel for these people. This one, I feel not, not so like. much. This one is worth the watch. It's, oh yeah, see it once. You'll.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say like this is definitely a, a once and you're done. You won't keep it in your collection. Um, it, it's. I'll be honest. I think there's better things you could watch.
1: Honestly, yeah. But uh, like,
0: but if if you are if you are running out of Isekai stories, like if you're like us and you're regularly watching stuff, this might this might tickle your fancy.
1: Yeah, this one's something nice to have on the back burner. It's um. Great for just sort of fantasy junkies.
0: Mm, definitely. Well, how would you feel about scoring it? What would you give it out of 10?
1: Mm, it's
0: tricky, isn't it?
1: Uh, Either four or five uh, trucks out of 10. Four
0: or five trucks?
1: I mean, he wasn't <laughs> killed by a truck this time, but he maybe he dreamed of one.
0: Was, was he killed by a chopstick? It's a bit unclear, isn't it?
1: Did, did the chopstick have a truck drawn on it?
0: Mm. I, I, well, I will give it five impatient nobles out of 10, <laughs> because... The political system in this show is just disgusting. Um, well, let's head to something a bit more real-worldy. And I really can't wait to talk about this one because this is called Arte. And this is... Art? Well, it's, uh, it is a piece of art in a way. Um, so look, Arte is a story set in 16th century Florence during the Renaissance. And, and
1: you really don't see stories like
0: that these days. You don't? I think
1: the last time I saw something like that was Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was like, what, 2009?
0: Something like that, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, look, this is focusing on Arte, a young lady from an aristocratic family, and she wants to be an artist. But, as you probably might know if you've got any experience with history, if you're a girl in the past, pretty difficult to do things.
1: If you're a girl in the past, things kind of suck.
0: Yeah, so with her father's death, she ends up losing the only person who believed in her passion for art, and she's now expected to marry a nobleman and live up as a refined housewife. So... She's pretty headstrong and decides to step into the streets in search for a master artisan to take her on as an apprentice. Yeah,
1: she kind of gives up her nobility.
0: Mm. And she has to face the harsh reality that when no one believes women are capable... Of becoming fine craftsmen, and that that was a big problem back then. It was all it was a very male. It was a entirely male dominated industry for yeah, the most part. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of great pieces of art which are attributed to big name artists, mm. which are believed to actually have been secretly produced by women. Oh wow, good figure. But that's yeah, that's another story. Mm.
0: But what happens is a renowned artist. Uh, named Leo, is persuaded to take her on as his disciple. Not the one you're thinking of. Not not Leonardo da Vinci. Um, So, thus her new life begins, far from the comfort of a noble upbringing. She must earn her keep while tackling various challenges along the difficult path, becoming a full-fledged master artisan.
1: Mm, And um, with this chance given to her by her tutor, she... uh can prove herself worthy oh, yeah. to practically everyone around her.
0: And and she she really does it. I mean, this story is tempered with a lot of comedy to kind of offset that fairly large amount of old sexism mm-hmm. from the period. And it's the renaissance. It's It was pretty commonplace back there. Like um, it's not tasteless in it. It's mm, direct. Yeah. And I mean, that being said, it never feels like it's ignoring the issue either, does it? It becomes, yeah. you know, an important aspect of every episode of the overall story. It's
1: kind of like a major, you could call it like a very feminist story.
0: Yeah. It's very, it's very core to who she is.
1: It's like, and it's not that she, uh, it's not that she rails against the system. She mm. doesn't. She uh, like grits her teeth and put, throws in hard work into everything mm. she does to show that well, she really on, is worth everything that she says.
0: On that note, Arte is brilliantly, a brilliantly well written character. Mm. Like she's fiercely strong, she's independent, and always up for challenging the norm of what people think a woman can actually do.
1: And the, and it, the art itself, mm. the actual visuals, oh man, it is beautiful. It's like you know, it's set in Florence in old school Italy and it looks the part every time. It really time, does. Down to the like clothing and everything about it. Mm, well, so happy. The, the, well
0: that art style as well is bright with warm reds and yellows throughout it as well to kind of give that whole summery vibe Italy vibe. Yeah. like It, it works well.
1: Middle Italy, Tuscany kind mm-hmm. of Yes.
0: And it, it does really connect with the setting and they also don't mind crossing the line between slapstick facial animation and you know the typical shiny eyed look we're seeing a, a lot more commonly <laughs> as well. Like there's there's a lot uh, mixed in there that is quite enjoyable. But, you know, they don't kind of jump around issues either. Like, it, the the feminism side of it, it doesn't feel like this is part of it. That's just been shoved in in a sort of slapdash sort of way no, that we've it's seen. it's
1: completely natural it, to the story and the piece and the setting.
0: It's, it's a core part of who Arte is. And the way she faces these people's beliefs and challenges them is believable and admirable. It, it's not, you know, look how wonderful this character is. She's perfect. She can do whatever she wants. No, no, she's a flawed character like everyone.
1: And she struggles. You see her sort of like... A lot of the stuff that she has to do, like, a lot of the stuff you had to do for mm. art in the way back when oh, yeah. was very, very physical. And so very. you see her suffer through it all and, like, lifting great weights or, like, damaging her hands just to make her stuff yeah. look perfect.
0: It's amazing. And then there's also Master Leo, and he's a great layered character who shows different sides to different people.
1: Yeah, he's, a, he's kind of a very sort of a stoic guy. But even his whole backstory kind of lends credence to why he wouldn't bend to the norms of the
0: setting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I did notice as well is that the show loves to delve into the history. Like mm-hmm. uh, It looks into the history of art and otherwise, like whether it's culture in Italy at the time or whether it was relationships between people. Even going
1: into the purpose of art on occasions. Yeah. Why, why would a noble commission something like this? It isn't just because they want a pretty thing hanging on their wall. There is method to it all.
0: The, yeah, it's it's a transaction in a matter of speaking, Indeed. not just between them and the artist, but between them and others. Um, but while it's looking at these different things, it's got a really... like One of the things which I found really amazing is that dissections, for instance, were illegal. Like if there was a yeah. corpse and they wanted to dissect it for scientific purposes, it was illegal, but people could do them during Carnavale.
1: Because practically everything was free game in Carnavale. Yeah, It's like going back to Vinland Saga. It's like mm. we are being entertained. There is a beautiful animation before us but we are also being given a history lesson, which yeah. I love. Anytime Japan does me an educator, I am a happy I'm, I'm all there. I'm mm-hmm. all there.
0: Um, music, once again, amazing and very fitting for the time frame for the most part. But even the OP, which when you think about it properly, it's modern instruments. It's guitars, drums. Um, but it feels quite suited for the story and I, I suspect that's because of the use of the strings it
1: kind of has the high energy feel because the character herself is mm. high energy
0: oh her smile mm. just fills up the blimmin screen every infectious. single time infectious but look uh, I'd give this oh man it's it's hard to rate this one yeah because it's I'm going to say nine, nine, nine paint tins out of ten yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, eight Leonardo da Vinci originals oh eight mm-hmm.
0: there, was, there was eight
1: well that's the thing I haven't seen it all yet. Mm. I haven't seen the ending, so no, fair. and without a good ending, I can't know if it's complete.
0: Fair enough. Well, I won't uh, sway your opinion one way or another, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, mm. um, now this one was one of your favourites, Kenny, wasn't it?
1: Yes, I was looking forward to something like this. I believe when we uh, mm. when we were coming off of last uh, season, well, last year, mm. I was complaining about the amount of isekais there were and how there was um.
0: There was a lot of just the samey, very sort of similar thing. things,
1: and I think I remember saying, "I'd love to see one where a guy is transported to another world and just becomes the villain." Mm. I kind of got my wish. Yeah, this is my next life as a villainess. All routes lead to
0: doom. Yes, doom. Sing so, the doom song.
1: So, um, Dum-dum. this is a story of eight-year-old Katarina Klaus. She's the only daughter of a duke in a very, very um, fantasy-ish setting. Mm -hmm. It's fantasy, but kind of reserved.
0: It's not like you know, magics and dragons and all that. It's a lot more focused on the culture, the the relationships between people. Bit of magic,
1: but you know, uh, she lives her life peacefully and without incidents until she hits her head on a rock one day, and she remembers. She's not actually the daughter of a duke in a fantasy Mm. setting. She is, in fact, a young high school girl who got truck (laughs) kuned. She used to be an otaku that um, lived her life playing this game called Fortune Lover. It was her favourite kind of otome game, a dating simulator kind of thing. Uh, She notices her current surroundings and that they seem very, very familiar to this game. Um, She discovers... Though that she has been reincarnated into this world as the villainess of
0: mm-hmm. the game, and uh, because she's the villainess, they, they usually don't end up well off.
1: No, no, the uh, villainess at the end of a lot of the uh, sort of relationship routes in these Atomic games, uh, in this one, she will either die at the point of a sword or be banished to some horrible faraway country, mm-hmm. and she's she's not going to take that lying down. No, of course not. So, um she uh, basically sets out to change her fate, to try to endear herself to the kind of the people around her who will be the relationship options for the main mm. character. And God forbid, she must face the main character of the game. What will she do? Become friends with her? Uh, pro- 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 probably.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting as well, because she's got this knowledge of the game already going in. So she's got an idea of who these characters are and their flaws. She
1: has an idea of these characters, like, what makes them tick, what their sort of, like, re- traits are. But there is a problem as well. Mm. She is a massive idiot. <laughs> like, wow, well, she already has, um, she already has a nickname online, Baccarina.
0: Oh, no. There is just... Well, I mean, look, I mean, the, from everything I've seen in and I, I to be fair, I am a bit uh, behind on this one as well. I, I think I've only got up to episode five, but I've enjoyed everything I've seen so far. And everything I've seen does, you know, you, you are right. She's a bit she's daft. A,
1: she's an idiot, but she is a lovable idiot mm. to, the, to her benefit as well the uh, relationship options for the main character can't help but be drawn to just her innocent charm mm. which is kind of a shift from what the character is like in the real game in the yeah, actual villainous
0: and deceiving and
1: yeah in the actual game she is like this monstrous character this just heartless demon of a woman but in this she's just the most kindly soul you've ever met mm. and so you're thinking okay how's this gonna change the game
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, she was all about, you know, the high life and all that, and now that she's knocked her head and realizes who she is again, she's like, I'm going to start a garden. Yeah, Yeah. uh, (laughs) so
1: this is all about, like, the noble society and how you must look good in noble society and all that kind of stuff and, you know, chat and play the game of noble society. She's much more interested in the cake.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely.
1: In the cake that is present at every dinner party, she is there.
0: I I can't blame her. I'm there for the cake as well. (laughs) Um, What would you rate this?
1: Um... Honestly, I had a blast of this, but I'm going to give it mm, 8 truck guns out of 10. <laughs> 8 truck guns. We, we're
0: relying on truck um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, that was... Sorry, I there is something else I need to mention of this. Mm. The tone of this show can be very strange. Yeah. I mean, it is hilarious. It's funny. It's beautiful. But every now and then, it will just punch you in the gut with a sad moment mm. that you just didn't see coming.
0: Yeah, we, we've seen that with another show this season as well, mm. actually. So that was quite surprising. Oh, um, sorry, your score? Yeah, well, I, I don't think it'd be fair for me to fully rate it yet because I haven't finished it. Mm. But we'll, we'll say a um, or a temporary score of seven back arenas out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, now... Seven is too many Baccarinas. There's too many Baccarinas. Listeners. This one is yours, I This believe. is my baby. I love this so much. And it's getting a lot of hate online. And I, I think I understand why. I don't agree with them, but I think it's also a matter of experiences. Um, so, look, Listeners is a new original anime that's been created by MAPPA. It's got heavy, heavy history for it. Delved all... It's all connected to 1980s through to the 1960s rock music mm-hmm. and well e- even a bit more modern as well than that it's all about set, like all of the references in it are taken from the what they call like the UK UK invasion of music
1: every now and then a character will actually quote a piece of music or Mm. a song in English a
0: lot of them talk lyrics from songs Mm. um, that are relevant to that person Prince for instance the Enneagram for Prince (laughs) yes I love it I love him so much
1: Prince is in an anime and
0: he then yells purple rain and you're just like (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) he shouts purple rain and then there's purple doom lasers from his flying golden purple fortress it's wonderful
0: so this is a post-apocalyptic future sort of thing where this world has been torn apart by shadowy creatures that they refer to as the earless and humanity has has heroes who are the players, um, kind of fitting guitar players, Mm -hmm. who pilot mecha known as equipment to battle these enemies. The equipment is like a guitar amp and you plug into it. You've got a jack on yourself and you plug yourself into the amp and you control the robot.
1: It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a mecha anime which is powered by rock and roll. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Echo is a young tech head who dreams of working with the players and their equipment, but he's kind of resigned himself to the life amongst the strap heaps that now cover much of the world, picking up old parts, finding things that are worth for building equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, until he discovers an amnesic girl named Mew, who has a headphone port on her back, a sign of a player.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, we've seen uh, something similar to this before, haven't we? Have we? Of a uh, young girl... Being a, sorry, a young kind of cybernetic girl being found in a scrap heap.
0: Yeah, just a, just a, just a little bit of Lita. No, no. <laughs> um, so the pair become friends and vow to use their skills to fight for the world and defeat the earless and find out Muse history. Mm-hmm. And what a history it is! Like the, you will not see where this ends up going. But a lot of people don't like this. I feel because they're not got such a strong connection to the music for the era it was based in like for me uh, as a musician as a you know rock and roll head and loving stuff from the 80s and all the way back to the 50s like i see lots of things pop up and go yes i know that oh that's awesome oh that bar's named after oasis for instance or
1: there are going to be things in this which really resonate with kind of like the musician crowd
0: yeah like i mean the main town from the start is called liverchester it's (laughs) Liverpool and Manchester, pretty much the hub of all the big 1980s rock and roll bands in the UK. Yeah, what was it called? The uh, UK Invasion? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's where a lot of them came from during that time, like Rolling Stones, Oasis, and so on. Um, But it, it then goes and looks at all these different ones, and to be fair, the first few episodes can be a little bit slow to get, used to get you into the pace as it kind of develops the world. And each episode is almost episodic for that first half as you're introduced to this vast range of characters who are on their travels. But for me, it I, I really enjoyed it.
1: It um it resonated with me. It reminded me very much of one from the way back that I think we're going to need to do a retrospective on. Uh, Eureka 7.
0: mm same director. ha uh-huh. so there you go. Um, there are a lot of similarities between the plot and the story between them. Um, uh, admittedly, a lot of people do believe Eureka Seven was a much better implementation of it. Um, I, I think it depends on you know what you've seen first or what your preference is. but for me, like I mean especially the finale for this, it has a lot of monologues, but it ties up a lot of the lore and story it's built up to this point. It's also presented in two 12 minute parts. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if there is a 13th episode. They've um, just decided to split that last episode in two. So the first half concludes the main story and the second showing its own way how music has its own cycle. Um, th- this is very much, you know, one generation inspiring the next and how that creates the next music. And if, you, if you're if you not involved with the music crowd, you will probably struggle to understand it. Um Because, you know, you you look at um, the way musicians inspire the next generation of musicians about the music, their performances, the way they behave.
1: I feel like it's like looking at um, idol anime or baseball animes, as Mm -hmm. we've uh, previously mentioned in this episode. It's like, I think they are dedicated to a certain crowd. They are. Other people will look into it and, you know, either be interested or not, but they are dedicated to a specific kind of a person.
0: See, like, there's a strong message in this about not labelling people and about how being different from one another is not actually a bad thing. Mm. Like, that's something that as as someone who's played in bands and performed, you know, uh, our own type of music our own sharing our own emotions through music it's a big thing mm-hmm. um in the music scene at least to me it was and you know it really has a lot of core cool messages inherent to music about how it brings people together from all different creeds and backgrounds um which you know i think is something that's truly relevant right now mm-hmm. i mean there's very few things you know that connects people like music but if you've ever strong formed a strong connection with music, whether it's as a listener or a player, I feel this will really speak to you. And the final version of the op, um, yep, is sung by Rie Takahashi. They do a modern hey. version of the uh, final op, and it's used almost like an end credits. But stick around right to the last second; you won't be disappointed because there's a little, little scene at the end. But look, for me, um, listeners, is qu- quite honestly. Uh, there's two anime this season which are uh, my favourites. This is one of them, and Oof. I will happily give this ten Gibson Les Pauls out of ten. Wow, man, that's so
1: that's heavy. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it seven guitar picks out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's not dedicated to me, but I can appreciate. Mm. I can appreciate everything about it, and frankly, it's giant robots beating up monsters. How can I mm. not like it?
0: How can you not like it? Um, we do have a cover. Of the OP for us, because the OP for listeners is absolutely banging. Um, it's this is a cover done by Mister Lopez Two One One Two. He's from Spain. He's a musician. He does covers of anime music. And my my lordy, this is a good cover. Why do we watch that?
2: Definitely in my top five. Season in review.
0: Yes, that was an incredible cover of Into the Blue by ACMA, um, done by a wonderful little musician called Mr. Lopez2112 on YouTube. Brilliant cover for the listeners, OP. But we do digress. It is time to talk about something musical in title only. Sing yesterday for me. Hmm. Now, good segue. Uh, it it is a terrible segue, and I should never try that again. <laughs> just just give up. It's it's done. It's dusted. No, no, Segways co- are your
1: thing, man. They, they're kind aren't. of your code.
0: I do have one to ride around on. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Sing Yesterday For Me, if you've Yesterday. not heard of it, is a, base, a series based off a quite an old manga. Um, the manga actually ran from, I think it was 1997 to, to, yep, 97 to 2015. Wow. It was pretty well received back then when it began, but the art style itself can be a bit jarring to some. Um, good news is the actual anime's art style is not jarring at all. It's very kind of, you know, unique. Now, firstly, I've said time and time again... I love me a good romance story, especially when it doesn't, you know, mess around, which we can talk about till the cows come home Do about the name disasterful end of the uh, the finale of Domestic Girlfriend in the past few weeks, which everyone on the Discord and on Reddit is just like, what? But as I said, digressing. This show is right in the feels. Sing Yesterday For Me hit Way too close for home for me, and I really adore it because it um, it's a series which has the ability to really move you if you let it. If you've ever been through a turbulent relationship or struggled to be sure what your feelings are, you relate to a lot of these characters.
1: I'm afraid I slept on this one. I had a lot of other ones on my plate, so mm. I'm going to need you to take the lead on this and tell me all about it.
0: Well, after college, Riko Uzomi, a boy with much ambition in life, he takes on a job at a convenience store because... You know, it's convenient. Yeah. Um, the days pass by uneventfully at uh, Rico until he meets his former girlfriend and classmate, but also, especially, thanks to the unusual Haru Nonaka and her pet Raven who show up. This is very much a series that is not a typical shojo, or shonen series. It's designed for the seinen audience. It's a coming-of-age story for young adults. And while they were trying to define their place in the world and the relationships they have with those around them. So it's very much looking at some more mature, more challenging topics than you'd find in some of the other shows we get. It's, um,
1: uh, I only saw like the first couple of episodes for this one. Mm. And already I knew I was dipping into something really heavy.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, it it tries to avoid going too heavy but like even I was sitting there going because as I said I'm a sucker for a romance I was sitting there going oh I can feel it in my chest just hurry up and get it over with um but when you you will find some classic romance tropes in this, but the story isn't exactly normal. Um, first, one of the strangest things as well. This doesn't have an OP. This does not have an opening, and I it took me a few episodes to realize it. But you just get stuck straight into the story. Let's play the OP right now. We can't. Um, <laughs> the um, ED at least the ending changes a few times. Um, I think it's every four episodes they change it, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and it also uses music to great effect throughout it. Now, I highly recommend if you are going to watch this, put some headphones on, or at least have a good sound system on your TV. If that's where you're going to do it um, because it's used sparingly and in some cases very lightly instead of you know just slamming it into every scene that we get in some animes It's so. not any
1: director who can work in, with music like that.
0: No it's not, it's not Um, And, you know, the the team behind this, I believe it's Doga Kobo, were just amazing. They did, um, of of all things, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift uh, a couple of seasons back?
1: I think I remember that. I've seen a few of their different series. They remain pretty uh, grounded. Mm -hmm. They work in realms of realism more than fantasy, so... Yeah, I feel like this is one of their more like grittier grounded pieces. Yeah. Uh,
0: secondly, it's also not like many of your typical Japanese stories where we see you know you're following a sole protagonist or anything. This is literally an ensemble story. It's centered around four different characters. You get to hear their internal thoughts, see their lives, um, all equally. It's not you know Ooh. tailored towards one person. So they say you know, oh, is um, wh- what's his name um, is uh, Ryo- Rico the main character? Yes and no, um, because he gets equally as much screen time as Haru or anyone else in the show.
1: What does the Raven's internal monologue sound like? Her squawk.
0: Squawk, squawk. Squawk! So, yeah. Bread, 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 bread. bread, bread, bread. 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 Um, but, th- you yeah, know, this is kind of, um, in a way, a little bit like Love Actually where you've got those intertwined stories. Hey, um, I remember that. Yeah. But um, and that's not an anime. That's the film for, with, you know everyone from britain in it (laughs) pretty much um but you know it's really good because you get to hear all of their internal thoughts and see the world from their perspective and you understand why you know the ex you know the ex-girlfriend isn't interested and you understand what you know the younger sibling feels and so on it's really well done in that regard because you you don't hate any of the people involved Mm -hmm. um you're, you just, you kind of understand where they're coming from. You mightn't agree with it. You might go, you're young, so you don't understand what you're saying. But you get it. But you get it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're wondering about um, the name, it was inspired by a song um, for, of a Japanese rock group called RC Succession. They were big from 1968 to 91. Um, so, really. It, A bit strange fact there, but go figure, that's where it's from. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, Now, this series does have that older feel to it, despite being from this season, due to the manga it's based on in all likelihood, um, and it was pretty well received back then. The art style is beautiful. This is... It feels very raw it, to an it's extent, yeah.
1: different to anything else I've seen in this season, honestly. Yeah,
0: well, its it's got softer line work on the characters. Sometimes are lighter colours used rather than stark black lines. Like
1: I think I watched uh, Princess Connect just right before mm. watching the epi- first episode of this. And, yeah, there was a stark contrast oh, going yeah. from, like, that smooth, colourful, mm. very, very well-lit thing to...
0: This, oh, how would you put oh, oh. it? Well, a lot of it happens in the evening because mm. he's working night shift.
1: And uh, I feel like it's got almost a manga-like quality to it. Mm, definitely. It, it almost feels textured like paper.
0: It does. It definitely does, yeah. Mm. Um, there's also six extra scenes um, that were released um, exclusively through um, somewhere. They're between one to two minutes in length. I think it was like one of the local um, TV shows. They put them on like afterwards. Yeah. Um, and they are... Uh, really quite good the final one wraps up the entire series actually Mm -hmm. um it's only a minute and it shows the where they end up a little further down the track and shows a respective back onto the events that happened throughout the show over the course of about a minute 45 i think it was Um, whereas the other ones kind of just give a little bit more background to the story most of them are on youtube now so um you can go check them out on there
1: yeah that's where we found them
0: But um, look, Sing Yesterday for me, Um, as I said, I'm a sucker for a good romance story, and I adored this, and I will probably go back and watch it several more times, because it just, it speaks to me for some reason, Um, and I I will very happily give it um, nine Raven Feathers out of ten. Woof,
1: that's nice. I haven't seen it yet, but from what I have seen, I'm very intrigued. Mm. I'm going to give this... um, Six ugly cries out of ten. Six ugly cries out of ten. Oh, I know geez. it's going to go that way at some point. It, it doesn't
0: go too much that way, but it does. It, it does leave you fear. It really pulls at your heartstrings mm. in a way. Yeah. Um. Now, let's talk. Let's climb some towers from Korea. Yay! So, Tower of God. Now, this is the flip uh, where you have finished this almost, and uh, I have not. And oh, why? This yeah.
1: is um like. I think uh, earlier on when we first started this thing, I was talking about how, um, what was it going to be? Demon Slayer was going to be the big darling of that year. Mm. It kind of was. I feel like this one has potential staying power, honestly. Yeah. And... um, Oh, it's a visual feast.
0: Now, th- this is um, an original manga, uh, that, well, manhwa from Korea, which has been adapted as part of Crunchyroll's new internal um, anime program.
1: Which I'm very excited to see more mm,
0: of. And th- Well, One Coming Next season looks pretty good, too. What is it? The, uh, the God of High School, I think? That's the one. Yeah. Um, so far, everything that they've listed for this looks really good. And look, Tower of God does have a bit of a... Unique art style. It does feel very rough around the edges.
1: It feels different. It's certainly like... It's every anime thing you've seen before. It's, the, you know, the big eyes, the colourful spiky hair and all that mm. kind of stuff. But it has a very kind of a different quality to it. It's mm. like seeing something painted versus a photograph. Yeah. You notice that it is different, but it doesn't detract anything. It doesn't... Uh,
0: it doesn't take away from the actual thing. It doesn't
1: drop quality of anything. Mm. So... Story time. Mm-hmm. This is the tale of Bam. He's been alone his entire life until he meets young Rachel. Uh, however, Rachel has set on cl- has uh, set on uh, climbing the tower. This tower is sort of like the world. Yeah, it's hard to kind of know where it. It's hard to really quantify end? much about it. Uh,
0: is it a tower on a planet or is it a tower devoid of space and time where it's floating somewhere? I mean.
1: Is it connected to the other worlds where all of these strange assortments of personalities are mm. coming to it or are they all living in part of this enormous colossal tower? Y- you'll have to watch to find out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but so Rachel wants to climb this tower. Uh, to get to the top of the tower is to have your wish granted. So she leaves Bam behind. So, Bam follows her, vowing to ascend the tower in hopes of meeting her again. But this is a dangerous place full of ancient secrets, magic, fearsome monsters, and some pretty nefarious characters. Mm -hmm. Each floor is protected by an administrator who puts the daring challenges through grueling tests that will push them all to their limit. What will become of Bam? What will become of Rachel? Watch it. Find out.
0: Same lucky place. Same lucky channel. Lucky. Well, in this case, it's Crunchyroll. It's the yeah. only place you can watch it. It's Crunchyroll Worldwide, nice and easy. The most
1: delicious of streaming services. Yes, it and is. we thank you, Crunchyroll, for this blessing. Mm. This is um This is kind of the polar opposite of Eighth Sun, in a yeah. way for me. Because while Eighth Sun had this like great sort of like setting, its world building was very, very secure. This one's setting is not. It's Mm. very nebulous. You want to know more about this mysterious vertical dungeon and all of the uh, strange, sort of, like, godly individuals who manage it. But it's the characters Mm. that really draw you in. You have... Absolutely, seen the, all of these kind of archetypes before. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he uh, teams up with a blue-haired guy, yeah, who's just some kid in like a school uniform with a uh, magic bag that can hold anything and duplicate items. And it's it's kind of he's he is light from Death Note. Yeah, he's clever beyond reason.
0: And then he's... you've of course got you know Dragon Crocodile Man.
1: Yeah, they've got a uh, brutish like. Half dragon kobold man who's mm. joined their team to climb the tower and to like basically defend them. Well, and I mean,
0: he didn't want to defend them, he just wanted to beat them up.
1: Yeah, he wanted to beat them up, but then they fed him. And you know what happens when you feed a stray, they just follow you home. They do, they do. <laughs> but so, there's no shortage of characters for this. No, sh- like, no two people look alike in this. Mm. A lot of them look like they're from different settings, completely different animes. I feel like one of these things... And I'm sorry D is not here for to share her thoughts on this. Mm. I feel like this is going to be great for the uh, cosplay community. Oh, absolutely. Because absolutely. a lot of the stuff in it is... Um, There's a lot of simple cosplay, and there is a lot of how the heck would I even make a giant dragon costume cosplay.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, um, I'm very behind on this. I've only seen three episodes, I think, mm. um, because...
1: Oh, you haven't even got to the good stuff. I know. The I uh, know. challenges that mm. all of these uh, administrators put forward. They're not always, like, combat-based. They're not always... um,
0: Straightforward.
1: They're not straightforward. A lot of them are riddle-based, which is, like, Mm. as a Dungeons & Dragons player, as it's coming back into vogue, which Mm. I'm kind of mixed feelings about, I'm very happy about because a lot of these challenges are just clever. Yeah. There's strategy to some of them. Some of them are just, like, oh, you are... Devious. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, r- I want to talk to you all about them, but I can't because can't. that's spoilers. That's spoilers. spoilers are bad. Okay? Spoilers are
0: bad. Okay. Right. We won't um, give this one a score just yet because I know we've got a. I think you might have one. I think you're on the last episode, actually.
1: I'm um, up to episode uh, 10 or so. Yeah. I'm yeah. not at the last episode, but. You're close mm-hmm.
0: enough. Princess Connect Redive. Now, we won't be giving this one a score because. Uh, We're behind on this because we only uh, realised that we missed it a few days ago. So, in the continent of Australia, a man falls from the sky, possessing no memories other than his name, Yuki. An elf named Kokoro finds him, introducing herself as his guide in this world and they are about to traverse it. With Kokoro's guidance, Yuki is able to learn how this world works from battling monsters to handling currency, or in some cases trying to eat it. Um, To earn money for their journey, they decide to go to a nearby guild association and accept a simple press, a quest. In their expedition, they meet Pecorine, a somewhat gluttonous but charming girl skilled in battle, and the next day they meet Carol, a cat girl specialising in magic, and she wants to speak to the manager. Um, That'd be Karen, actually, never (laughs) mind. Uh, After some time, a bond of friendship and camaraderie forms between them, and the four decide to create a guild of their own, and as they continue their adventures, they explore the world while meeting new people and will perhaps uncover the mystery behind Yuki's missing memories. Um, This is based on CY's anime RPG smartphone game. Um, It shows. It shows, but it is hilarious. Yeah, Um, uh,
1: it seems self-aware of the fact so that it's self-aware. based off an anime game because yeah. for one thing the main character is a silent protagonist yeah
0: um th- this has a bit of a subar vibe to it with the way the story begins and how the characters behave but there's that constant joke that the hero yuki is useless he hardly speaks and whenever he does it's a surprise even though it shouldn't be yeah it's
1: the characters are surprised, but even the audience, yourself, are surprised. Whenever he talks, cause he's like, you're not supposed to do that. You're the player character.
0: You're like Link. You don't talk, right? You're Link.
1: You're Gordon Freeman. You're guy. You don't talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, like when he does descend, he's like, uh, it's like, what's your name? There's the pause. There's the thinking about it, as if it's someone writing in the name yeah. on the touchpad. And...
0: I, I appreciated that.
1: I appreciate how much self-awareness this has this thing is tropey to the max this is every fantasy mm. you've ever seen before this is everything that Konosuba was ripping on
0: yeah but you see over the first three episodes you discover that what this series is actually really about food they set up a guild all about food yeah, and you have a look at the chapter titles for the whole season everything is about food
1: and it's just It's being an adventuring party
0: to go and get food.
1: This whole thing makes me want to see the mobile game. It makes me want to play it to see if it is just about About food. (laughs) food. (laughs) Fighting monsters and getting Is this actually it? it? It might be. It might be. And yes, the character interactions are just they are silly and just crazy the situations oh, that they find themselves that, that in that
0: first episode the hero keeps getting dragged away by a pair of very derpy looking wolves
1: yeah their eyes are bulging out and their tongues are just these and things look like derp incarnate.
0: yeah it's it's ridiculous
1: and the hero keeps dying to them basically
0: yep. he has one move and that's to power up everyone else by the looks of it pretty much so it's what look it's it's definitely worth a lot watch um I think i've really enjoyed what i've seen so far i think far. the
1: actual mobile game is kind of like one of those gacha games where you collect Random kind of like uh,
0: characters, cosplay yeah. anime
1: monster girls and hero princess kind of mm. people. There are limited to no male characters. In this.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a it's a bit hilarious.
1: And but that's the thing. It's like following all the tropes that would ordinarily make me go, ah, oh, yawn. But I want to see more yeah, of this. I know. Right, This looks dumb Look, we, for we, all the right we reasons. We are
0: definitely going to watch more of it as it comes out. Um, let's talk about the last one on our list um, for this current season um, that's new. And then we've got two very quick ones to cover from the uh, previous. So this is Wave Listen To Me. Now, Wave Listen To Me, if, if you've not heard of it, it's essentially a story set in Sapporo, Hokkaido, and it's about a radio station and a girl. That's and kind of...
1: That's kind of the story.
0: Yeah. Um, essentially, a um, heroine, Minare Koda spills her heartbroken woes to a radio station worker she meets while out drinking one night. And the next day, she hears a recording of her pitiful grumbling being played live over the air to the whole region. So Minare storms into the station in a rage, only to be then duped by the station director into doing an on-promptu talk or explaining her harsh dialogue, and then ends up getting offered a job. Pretty much. It's... um. She's a natural for it. She, oh, she blabbers
1: is. on passionately about whatever is on her mind.
0: It's very fast-paced dialogue. Oh, it's... Like, you you will be going back and pausing the subtitles. I
1: uh, i use VLC Media Player. It has the bonus feature of being allowed to speed up or slow down things. Yeah. And whenever she is on the screen, I have macroed my enter button to slow things down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you at all. So, look, um, the... I've got to finish watching it as well, but it's a series I've very quickly fallen in love with, and it's very fast-paced and quick-witted, and I initially was a bit curious as to, you know, why and how they could get away with recording someone and putting it to air without legal obligations. That is all explained in the second episode. They, uh,
1: they find a brilliant way around it. The characters that she kind of deals with and interacts with are... um They're, they're
0: very unique.
1: They're unique... Uh... They are scumbags. They're, non,
0: they're non-apologetic in the way they behave.
1: They're like, they're not awful people, but they are just deceitful and unscrupulous.
0: Yeah. And, and I love them. I think one of the things as well that's great about Minare is that she's really entertaining to watch because she's sharp-tongued and quick-witted, but with knowledge behind it. And she doesn't care what people think when she speaks her mind. And um, she does it oh, often. She does. she it's does. It's like the crazy
1: stuff that she actually has to say for the program that she's sort of uh, headlining. It's this... Late night, early morning, just sort of like talk it's like fest Three AM, like yeah. I
0: know what the graveyard like from a, coming from a media background. I know what those graveyard shifts are like. Terrifying. You don't have very many listeners, but um, he's like, I think we could, you could get lots of listeners at that slot. I'm like, they're in
1: bed, <laughs> like, they're you, in you, bed or just half out of their mind trying to yeah. sleep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll look. Um, but I, that's the thing; she has
1: a crazy life outside of the radio station, which oh, is no. sort of how she funds it. Like one of my favorite bits is, um, you find out the kind of like her drinking habit. She has a habit of <laughs> drinking until she's blackout drunk, stumbling home and sort of like falling asleep at her front door.
0: Ex- o- only she doesn't.
1: Yeah, except she only finds out recently that she does not ever come home and enter her own front door. It is always her downstairs neighbour. Yeah. And that guy has been carrying her upstairs to her room and dubbing her in the exact kind of spot in her own flat, for a long time, by, by the
0: sounds of it, years. <laughs> um, but look, it's it's a show that you, th- this might be hit and miss for a lot of people, but I greatly enjoy it. Um, especially coming from the media background, this makes me go, yeah, mm-hmm. like that. There is a lot to like about this, and I can see, you know, like I, I did say when we did the preview, like it's a bit unusual to get an amateur and throw them on air, um, but. That Some being people take said to
1: it, but uh, yeah. Well,
0: this is a local radio station. It's not meant to be like, um, you know, the equivalent of one in Tokyo or, you know, any of your capital cities. Um, and me...
1: is like a big place, but it, it's not as big. Well, it
0: reminds me because when I was working out in Kalgoorlie, um, which is a regional town here, we had exactly this happen. We had a guy who we occasionally get on to talk about finances and stuff, who was quite entertaining, come in and do, um, you know, uh, the Saturday breakfast show just to, you know, because it was, you know, someone local who people could relate to. Nice. And it works. Hmm. It works. So it's it's definitely something that can happen, but it's dependent on the region and the radio station and so on. But look, um, highly recommend watching it. Once again, won't give it a rating because I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm only halfway through. But... um That does bring us to the end of segment two, and we do need to talk about um, two shows that were returning this season, but before we do that, we need to play you the OP for one of them. Now, we've, as always, we love anything that's been done by Romy. He's just amazing. If you Mm -hmm. haven't seen his YouTube page, please check it out. Link's in the description. If you're on YouTube, it's on the top of the screen right now. You can find that. Like and
1: subscribe him, but... Also us. Also us, also if you us. could. Yeah. Um,
0: so this is his cover of Daddy Daddy Do, which is the opening theme for Kaguya-sama season two. Um, and he, he's nailed it. Daddy
2: Daddy Do, up, up she my daddy we and I know Just to meet people, so i Top five. Season
0: in review. Anime Strike in three, two, one. one. Beep. No. um Yes, that was the wonderful cover of Daddy Daddy Do by Romy. Oh, he just nails it every time. Thank you so much, thank you, you so much. Guy. Once again, mate. Um, but let's talk about the series that it is from Kaguya Summer, Love is War, Season 2. It's... So,
1: More of the same, but also not.
0: Yes. Now, um, if you missed season one, you really missed out and need to watch it.
1: Yeah, this thing is great. This is the romantic comedy to end all romantic comedies, I'd say.
0: Yeah, so at Shuichin Academy, Miyuki Shiragane and Kaguya Shinomoya are the student body's top representatives, ranked the top students in the nation and respected by peers and mentors alike. Miyuki serves as the student council president. Alongside him, the vice president Kaguya, eldest daughter of the wealthy Shinomiya family, excels in every field. Mm -hmm. They are uh, regarded as the perfect couple by the entire student body, except... They're not a couple, Though, but they do develop feelings for each other. They do secretly
1: love each other. Like
0: Neither is willing to admit it.
1: Because if you admit your love to the other, then you are kind of setting yourself yes. up in the weaker position. The first to, to, to confess
0: losers. Mm-hmm. They'll be looked down upon and be considered the lesser of the pair and with their honour and pride on the line Miyuki and Kaguya are both equally determined to be the one to make the other confess and emerge victorious Both on the are battlefield blissfully, of
1: love. They are both blissfully unaware of each other's plots and schemes mm-hmm. to make the other one fall in love with them but they are nonetheless playing off each other. It's a battle of wits where they don't actually know that it's a battle.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant and it's... And
1: frankly... Oh. The story continues.
0: Yeah. And this the second season is oh, it's amazing. It just takes it to another level.
1: Yeah, we get um there's more of a kind of a consistent plot for this one. Mm. There's um a few kind of like meta plots. There's yeah. um the re-election of the student council. Mm. And that they are actually challenged for their seat by an interloper. An interloper. There's uh, the whole sports carnival bit, and um, oh
0: wow, like the emotions in that—that's a ride and a half.
1: Yeah, I was not expecting that. It's we finally get an explanation for one of the uh, sort of the lesser characters, as to
0: why he's so quiet and reserved.
1: Uh, well, just for his entire backstory, what's he doing there? Who mm-hmm. is he as a person? And we learn all of it in the space of a single episode, and it's. And it doesn't feel rushed. It's a ride. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: also you picked up on some fantastic transitions that they did in it, like you know, mm. um, just essentially revealing like a load of people around him uh, uh, animated in a specific fashion, and that changes. And you want you? I thought they were just being lazy up until that point. But yeah, no. it's
1: it's a matter of the characters' perceptions of people. Mm-hmm. It's.
0: Oh. It's it's deep for something that's a romantic comedy. It's for And for a side character.
1: For something that's just sort of like this big kind of screwball event, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Now, um look, uh we immediately 10 out of 10, 10 out of everything. It's it's probably my favorite anime just I've all seen in years. Yes. All of the 10s. Um I will give you a student 10 student council president's out of 10. There I'm we go. I'm not
1: going to give you a score cuz it's <laughs> 10 out of 10. It's 10 out of 10.
0: Um There's also Ascendance of a Bookworm. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I would die if I couldn't be a librarian and so on. Um, This is one we talked about, I think, in December last year? Late last year. Late last year. And it's a great series, this. We Um, thought
1: that we were going to be sort of like fatigued by isekais, but this one has been very, very charming. Yeah. Very educational and just very together in its storytelling.
0: Yeah, as a general rule like the 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 way it's comported itself and actually done things is really good. Mm. Like it it hasn't fallen into a lot of those old trope traps that we see a lot. And because of that it's, you know, I mean sometimes that can help, but it has it's made it really strong as a story. So I, I, I've really adored this. Um, the story is is that Uranu Motsu loves books and has an endless desire to read them. She almost begins her dream job of becoming a librarian before she dies in a horrific traffic accident. You mean books fall on her? Yeah, <laughs> books think, fall Were
1: they her. being carried by Truck-kun?
0: No. Were I just, they at any just, time
1: touched by truck
0: They were delivered in truck Oh, God. So it's truck fault. It's um, no, it was just a normal accident. She gets crushed by the books that she loves. Um, but I couldn't resist the obvious truck metaphors. Um, As she draws her last breath, she wishes to be able to read more books in her next life. She wakes up reincarnated as Mine, a frail five-year-old girl living in a medieval era. But when she tries to find something to read, she discovers books are incredibly expensive in this new world. Without the printing press, books are written and copied by hand, and Mine decides if there are no books around, she'll make them herself.
1: Despite the fact that it is set in a different world and a different timeline with a kind of a a very different culture with um, hints Hints of of magic. Hints of magic. Mm -hmm. Um, It is very, very true... To the kind of uh, medieval life that yeah. a girl might be living in in those times.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not, you know, just like, oh, I've gone back in time. It is definitely like that fantasy setting. Yeah, there's um, monsters
1: but, and all kinds of just, uh, there's trees made of ice that fruit in a certain part yeah, of the winter.
0: which was so cool.
1: It's just like, oh, that's magical, but it's not like over the top. There's elves everywhere kind of magical. Yeah, and at the, en- at the
0: end of the first season, you learn about, you know, why... Um, the pers- the body she's inhabited is so frail. Mm. And the second season continues to explore what she has to do to make sure that it doesn't essentially destroy her.
1: And the fact that she's engaging in kind of like a new paradigm in her life. She mm. has to, uh, she's not interacting with the world in her quest to like make books as a poor peasant. No, no, she is now... Um, She's now interacting with higher society. She hasn't like nobles and she hasn't succeeded in creating her books, but she is closer to the goal of just reading again,
0: Mm, which is fantastic. Um, highly recommend it. Definitely worth watching. Twelve episodes. They've just finished. Um, so that's twenty-four. And yeah,
1: the second season is just it's more of the same, but also not again.
0: Mm. It just expands on the world a bit more and gives you a bit more characters to interact with as well. So it's, it's definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where we'll end the um, review because we have of course gone over time as we always do with these, um, yeah. but we'll be right back after this.
2: wi Fire Radio.
0: Yes, that's where we need to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Next episode, you guessed it, it's time for a season in review.
1: Another grand slog. Mm. With everything that's been delayed and rescheduled, it's going to be an interesting episode, I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, and a great season. There's some big shonen shows coming and some great new ones.
0: And if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you here for our next episode and for the ones in the future. And uh, While you're here, make sure you head over to our Instagram and Facebook pages for more anime news and videos. You've been listening to Quiet Radio. Thank you for joining us again. And until next time, watch, watch some anime! anime.